the spirit of rock and roll is alive here at the Rock and Roll Roundtable. I'm your host, CJ, and I'm on a quest to turn you on to some of the best new recently released tracks that rock. Across all genres, rock and roll, heavy metal, punk, blues, maybe even country. The best way to listen to the podcast is from the Anchor app. If you have Spotify Premium or Apple Music, you can hear the songs that I play on the podcast in their entirety. Another great way to familiarize yourself with the songs I review here is on my Facebook page, CJ Roundtable. All the songs are posted in video form. So let's get into it. Here I am with the Sir Lancelot of the Rock and Roll Roundtable podcast, Sir Derek. Say hello, (laughs) Derek. Hello, Casey. I would never call myself Sir Lancelot, but uh, I appreciate you saying that because it makes me seem like I'm a very handsome man. And Sir Brad. There's nothing else but sir. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, Casey, I'll take that. Derek, why don't you tell me a little bit about your musical interests? Well, when I first started, it was all about the Commodores and Motown and everything when I was younger. And, uh, and then I remember getting into, I remember Crocus was a big influence, if you remember Crocus. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, yeah, ballroom blitz and that kind of started it. <laughs> and you know, and then twisted sister. I remember shout. I remember when I got the shout at the devil album. It actually scared me, and I thought about returning it because <laughs> I thought I was going to be possessed by the devil. I think but... maybe you were with your selections <laughs> deeper down the podcast tonight, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. So I um. Yeah, I just started growing into, I really enjoyed the 80s hair metal scene and stuff, and, but I like edgier things. I like a lot of bluesy stuff, and anything that has a groove, I like. So, what about I'm a little, I will say this real quick, Casey, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I, I hope to learn a little bit more from you and Brad, because I feel you guys are a little more current than I am, but I'm trying to keep up with you stellar music fans. <laughs> Brad, what about you? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I guess my musical selection started out um, hanging out at my neighbor's house, and I remember uh, listening to Def Leppard High and Dry, and I thought that was like the coolest album back then. Oh, it and, was, it was. Yeah, and it's then he introduced the coolest me. Album. Oh yeah. Um, and then we got it. He introduced me to this band, a European band. I, I want to say the, um, that's where they're from, by the name of Helix. Oh, Helix is awesome. Oh, God, I no, no. Yeah, they're Canadian. Oh, are they Canadian? Yes, they are. Oh, my God. They were so... Uh, I, I got a um, live version of them downloaded, and it was uh, over in Europe, so that's why I guess I assumed they were from over there. But, uh, oh, my God, I just fell in love with metal then, or rock then. Of course, you know, except it you know, was big, balls to the walls. And then the hair bands blew up, and I went absolutely nuts. Uh, I've... You know, I loved uh, Rat, Motley Crue, of course, 
um, Cinderella, Poison, and all that. I wanted to play guitar because of uh, Robin Crosby of Rat. I thought, you know, here's this six foot some guy, blonde hair. I used to have blonde hair playing guitar. And I thought he was the lead guitarist and turned out I was wrong. <laughs> Warren. Hey, Brad. Brad. So you wanted to play guitar like him, not like get AIDS or anything, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to play guitar like him, <laughs> but not that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to get coronavirus or AIDS, Derek. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which is worse right now. I think the corona is. <laughs> well, Casey, what about you? What do you like? I'm in love with all of the major arena rock bands that everyone else in their 40s loves. I love Guns N' Roses, the hair bands, Poison, Motley Crue. You were a Bon Jovi fan? ACDC. I am not a Bon Jovi fan. Uh, 7800 degrees Fahrenheit. 7800 degrees Fahrenheit was the best album. Yep. But I did have Slippery When Wet. I think it was possibly my second or third album I ever had. So let's just jump right in to Kenny Rogers' Rust in Peace. Not Megadeth, rest in peace. Kenny Rogers, rest in peace. Died of natural causes at 81 at home. Over 100 million albums sold. That puts him right above Paul McCartney and right below Prince. He's an OG. What do you guys think of Kenny? Well, you go into me first. I, well, I'll just take it, Sir, <laughs> Sir Lancelot here. Um I will say this. Yeah, my dad had the vinyl, uh, the Kenny Rogers album with him in the white suit and uh, the black background with the gambler on it. And I, I, I listened to that nonstop. And then I remember actually being in the Kmart, um, getting the 45 of Islands in a Stream with Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. And God, did I love that. They were so beautiful together. See, I just remember them singing on Saturday nights on TV. When I was a kid, that's all they ever showed us, them two singing together. Ken and Dolly, they were best friends. Kmart is a retail store for the younger listeners. <laughs> it's, well, you might want to explain 45s then too, Casey. <laughs> and what the blue light special was. Uh, <laughs> I got cop I got cop for shoplifting in Kmart, by the way. Oh. Who didn't? <laughs> so so poor poor Kenny, rest in peace. Brad, what did you bring us for the round table today? Simple creatures. Tell me about it. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I heard this. Um, you know, I got out of, I got out of rock music in the, probably when the grunge metal came out and I got really bored. I got into rap and stuff, but then all of a sudden I started getting back into, uh, you know, music with guitars, of course, because of some punk bands, Blink-182 was one of them. And then all of a sudden I hear this, I, you know, the other day I was listening to the song and it reminded me of the days when I played in a band and I turned around and I'd watch the bass player and the drummer. And they were in their own little world. So I heard this simple creation song called Special. And it kind of reminded me of a metal band that I really like now called Nine Electric. They're real, they're, you know, they got the, you know, the 
computerized sound to it a little bit, but they're, you know, they're really good. But this sound, this song reminded me about all that background music that you're listening to the bass and the drummer getting into it. And that's pretty much what this whole song is. Um, so I thought it was kind of neat hearing that underlaying part of the music. Well, I'll tell you, I really like this song and I feel like a bad fan because I'm a big one, big Blink-182 guy, and I didn't even know that Mark Hoppus was doing this side project. Well, and then he, mar- and then he partnered up with the singer from uh, All Time Low, it, which is an, uh, a really good band. What's his name? Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Oh, I just asked you because I knew you wouldn't be able to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, thanks. Because per- I'm just sir. His first name is Alex. Derek, what do you think of this song? Well, um, <clears throat> maybe you should play the song first and then come back to me for my comments. But I'm going to feel bad <laughs> about some of them. I'll feel bad about some of them because now that I'm listening to Brad, I, he's like... <laughs> 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 I'll this song. How's that? Do you have right. something bad to say about Simple Creatures Special? Well, I'm not saying I do or I don't, but I guess that's kind of the surprise after the song. All right, let's roll it. Derek, what do you think? Uh, well, Brad, uh, I, I like you. You seem like a great guy. <laughs> um, no, I mean, special, you know, special. Um, so they have no bass on that? No, 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 no. They don't have a, No, no, they have bass on that. I'm sorry. I just couldn't tell um, well, I guess if I'm looking at it, I'm thinking special. For me, the most special thing was when it was over. Um, <laughs> uh, no, for me, it's just very uneventful. I, I see where you where you like it, where it's kind of simple and broken down, you know, kind of down to the basics and stuff. But as far as me listening to it, I listened to it probably three or four times, and it just it didn't have the hook for me. It didn't catch me at all, so. Yeah. Plus, plus, plus the video. I mean, sock puppets. Are you kidding me? I was waiting for Lamb Chop to come out there. <laughs> young, young kids have to Google Lamb Chop. Well, I love the song, but I need guitar, man. I need Tom DeLong in that band immediately. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, the, you, that bass line was the hook to me. It was that, that catch, that boom, boom. Um, you know, that kept, that kept drawing me back in. Um, if you ever listen to Nine Electric, look up their songs. One of their songs called More and More. That is, uh, that hey, is Brad, what I would. Hey, I, I, hey Brad, yeah. why, don't, why don't we talk about that song at another episode? How about that? We just highlight I, it. I think that's a great idea. Sounds great. <laughs> when was that song made? <laughs> it was probably uh, in the past three years. <laughs> New enough. New enough for Derek. That's for sure. That is true. (laughs) All right. Speaking of uh, old songs, you broke the rules on this one a little bit. You're not the only one. (laughs) Oh, who's this? Who's? Are you talking about me? (laughs) Yes, you. Days gone by. That's your. Oh, that is one of my songs. He's correct, Casey. That is one of my songs, Days Gone By. Uh, Guilty Pleasures. Wait, my um, bad, my bad. Stop. Car wreck. 
gone for days. You were, yeah. We're, we're, oh, yeah, you just, what did you say it? I said days gone by, the band name is called Gone for Days, Guilty Pleasures. Yeah, it's Guilty Pleasures. Set it up, man. You know, you know maybe, maybe um, I didn't realize this song was out in 2012, 2013. Um, I just found it the other day on Spotify. Um, I was a huge, huge Hinder fan with uh, Austin John as their lead singer. Um, but this singer kind of reminds me of him, uh, a little raspy voice. Um, but they have a little bit more meat to their, their music. You know, it's a little heavier guitar, you know, but not super heavy, but it, you know, for today's music, it, you know, it, it's got that grind to it. Um, so I, that's what I really dig about it. It, it, get, it takes me back to those, the first Hinder album, you know, that get stoned, you know, something like that. Sounds good. I'm going to roll it. And if you're listening on any podcast provider other than Anchor, you won't be hearing any music because of copyright violations. But you can go to the Anchor app and listen to the podcast in its entirety the way it's meant to be heard. Or you can check out the Facebook page, CJ Roundtable. I have all the videos of the songs we refer to up on that page. So, gone for days. Guilty pleasures. <coughs> Derek, what do you think? I, you can tell it seems more current than maybe some of the stuff I've listened to <laughs> at times. Um, I like the singer. Um, I, I was torn. My first listen to it, I was kind of like, ho-hum, not that memorable. But as I listened to it a few more times, I, start to fi- I started to find a few more things I liked about it. So I leaned towards, um, like Brad was saying, how it is kind of meaty. I like his term, meaty. <laughs> so, you know, I just don't know how much it separates itself from a lot of other bands. And I, my, my first thought was it seems kind of formulatic. Um, I, I love Nickelback. I honestly do. I don't care what anybody says. I think they but, get more shit than they deserve. Right. But I'm just, for me, it was like a heavier version of a formulated Nickelback, kind of a, this is the, 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 the process we go to to make a hit song. But I, I, I liked it in general. I liked it. It, it. It's starting to grow on me, actually. Well, I'll tell you what. I liked it, too. So it reminded me of Godsmack. Nice, smooth really? singer with a deep voice, heavy riffs and hooks. Yeah, I thought they sounded a lot like Godsmack. Um, Brad, hmm. what's your guilty pleasure in music? Who are oh, we going to make fun of you for listening to? I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I mean, I still jammed a Vixen. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh, yeah. Um, God, Pretty Boy Floyd was one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> I had their album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, their their second one when they dedicated it to Kiss and played all Kiss songs. Oh, I just couldn't do it. But I love I mean, I love their first album. That was probably all time song to song. It was great. Well, I'll tell hey, you. Can I, say, can I say something real quick? Let it rip, Lance. On, on a side note, 
Pretty Boy Floyd inspired another rock band, another rock band's name. Do you know who that is? No, tell me. Okay, well, there was a band going on, and they're opening up for Pretty Boy Floyd, and they had no name for their band yet. So oh, what they did, I'm remembering Pretty this. Floyd, I can't pull it. And they decided... Is it enough's enough? It, no. Instead of Pretty Boy Floyd, it was Ugly Kid Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It came back to me, but I just couldn't remember it in time. Well, I'll tell you my guilty pleasure... And my friend Matt makes fun of me for this because he heard it in my car. I had the CD in my car and we went under an overpass and the Sirius cut out. So I punched the CD on and this artist came on and I haven't heard about it since. And that artist is Taylor Swift. <laughs> hey Casey, just hey Casey, shake it off. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. So <laughs> let me tell you a story. So I'm out with the family, I'm at the apple orchard, and we get the cider, we get the donuts, all that bullshit. And they're selling a cardboard cutout of Taylor Swift. It's a diet Pepsi promo. And it's like ten bucks. I'm like, it's like five feet tall. So I buy it. So the wife is in the car and I come out with that underneath my arm and she is just like, what the fuck? What are you going to do with that? I'm like, I'm going I'm to put it on the inside of the barn. She's like, what are you going to do? You going to jerk off to that cutoff out in the barn? She's like, <laughs> yes. take it back. And hey, that, that five foot cutoff is taller than your wife, isn't it? She's five three. Oh, okay. Okay. But she doesn't have to worry about she doesn't have to worry about anything until you take that cutout and then you put another little cutout in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> family family show. Well, that's uh -uh. enough of the guilty pleasures talk. So let's move on to the next song, shall we? And we're in Shall do it. So we're into my songs now. The three best songs on the list, because they're. Now, can I ask you a question, Casey? Did we did we take care of all of Brad's songs? Or are we just moving on to one of your songs. That's a good question. We have one more of Brad's songs, but we're saving it till the end because okay. it's a showstopper. Oh, it is. And okay, well, I'm excited. I'll... Okay, okay, all right. Carry on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. So, my first band I'm bringing to the table is Testament. Children of the Next Level. And they got a new album coming out called Titans of Creation. And the album cover is so cool. It's got these stone statues pouring lava over like a DNA double helix down onto a city of children. It's one of the coolest metal covers I've saw in a long time. <laughs> did, did you guys see it? No, but it sounds yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, Crick as well. You need to you need to see it because it would have been on the back of the jean jacket, the poster on the wall. This is a cool album cover. The song's about the Heaven's Gate tragedy. And I was reading an interview with the lead singer, Chuck Bills, and he 
talked a lot about the way they treat are we, the. Are we, are we okay over there? It's not me. Yeah, it's not me. Somebody's in the kitchen though. No, I'm in the basement. <laughs> anyway, Chuck Bills reveals how healing and heritage influenced the new album. It's in Billboard magazine. It's a great article if you want to check it out. So let's listen to the song. Brad, what do you think of the Testament song? Well, the first thing I said is ripping power chords. God, I miss those days, you know, when you're you're muting the E string and you're just, just hammering away. Um, what I really liked about it the most, I actually was probably the uh, rhythm guitarist. I thought, you know, if anybody, you know, Scott Ian of Anthrax made a killing playing being a rhythm guitarist that could actually carry a rhythm. And that's what it reminded me of. I love, I mean, I really like the song. I haven't listened to, you know, that type of music in quite a while. And, it, you know, and I enjoyed it. Derek? So Testament's a band back in the day I used to love. I mean, the album Practice What You Preach, uh, what, Souls of Black, The Ritual. They were fantastic albums. And the thing about Testament is they're very cultural kind of base where they talk about I think I think the lead singer may be part Native American and they had that he song. Is. Yeah they had that song Trail of Tears and so they're very um socially relevant as far as looking at different when they write songs they're not writing about partying and doing blow or anything. They're writing about some pretty serious subjects that they feel strongly about. And they 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 went to a, a stage in their career where I wasn't a huge fan. I just wasn't a fan of the hooks seemed to go away. And when you sent me the song, I started listening to this song. I was like, thank God they're bringing the hooks back because Testament is one of the best bands is, is getting a hook and getting you hooked in there and just beating the shit out of you. And they, they did it with this song. So I, I was, I really liked it a lot. I always, you know, I, I always I was gonna thought- say Derek, I'm cutting you off, Kit. Um, uh, I think, you know, that's where, when you're talking about the hook, I think that's where it comes right back to that rhythm. I mean, that just, it just draws you right in there. Oh, yeah. Well, I always now thought <laughs> that when they were doing the tour with the big three, with Metallica and Megadeth and Anthrax, if there was a big four, Testament was the band that should have been there. And their last album called The Brotherhood of the Snake was also a great album. So you want to track through that if you get a chance, Derek. That was a very strong. So the new album will be out shortly, Titans of Creation. Let's get into my next stellar pick. (laughs) Body Count. The critical beatdown. So we all know about Body Count, Ice-T, cop killer I'm not going to bore you with stuff like that that everybody already knows but there's three covers on this album and I love every one of them the ace of spades and he meddled up colors and he also meddled up six in the morning two of his rap songs sure you know that the new album's called carnivore and little little Rock and roll round tra- table trivia for you. 
Do either of you know Ice T's real name? Vincent Furnier. No, that's Alice Cooper. No, I don't know. <laughs> I do not. Tracy Morrow. Not very many people know that. Ice Tracy. On this new album, <laughs> he always does, or he does a duet with Amy Lee called When I'm Gone. It's like a tribute to the Nipsey Hustle death. And I saw a great review of the album on YouTube, the Metal Meltdown channel. I thought the guy who did that channel did a really great job. But it's not an album review. My favorite song on the album. It's a fight song, the critical beatdown. Let's go. Brad, the critical beatdown. <laughs> what did you think? You know, it re- it took me back to... Uh... 91, 92, or no, no, what would have been, what would have been 99, I'm sorry, when Papa Roach first hit, it reminded me of some of their earlier songs, you know, it's got solid main riffs, but I thought the chorus, that it, it didn't do anything for me. I don't think it took Ice a long time to write this song. Yeah, there was, I mean, the main, the, the main part of the song, the potatoes of it is there. You know, there's no great. <clears throat> the lyrics are a little simple. Derek, how'd it hit you? Well, look, Ice-T has never been a great lyricist with body count. I mean, he hasn't. I'm sorry. Um, but his aggression is always there. I love the aggression of the song. I like the breaks in there. They have really good breaks in the song. And, of course, his cadence is, is stellar. What you expect from a rapper. Um, but to kind of piggyback on what Brad said, as far as a chorus goes, there is really no harmony. I was, you know, he has no harmony. It's always him singing. Ice T is not going to win American Idol, Derek. No, I'm well. I'm just talking about harmonization. I mean, you can overdub yourself. You can get one other person to sing lower or higher or whatever and harmonize and separate the chorus from the verse and that just it, it, so that's the only thing missing I like the aggression of it it's cool to listen to but I just wish there's more kind of a musical thing as far as a harmony alright Would you do you like Body Count as a whole or are you not that into them oh yeah you know I had the Body Count album the first one that came out with the, co- the Cop Killer song on it and then they took the Cop Killer song off and then there was like this huge thing where, oh my God, if you had the body count out with the cop killer on it. And I had it and I lent it to a friend and I never <laughs> saw it ever again. Oh, he stole it. Oh, so I'm still angry about it to this day. I swear to God, I talked to my friend about it. His brother took it. The damn thing would probably be worth 25 <laughs> Exactly. Damn, damn near. <laughs> my third song. I went country on this one. But this is a rock. See, I didn't, I didn't picture this song being yours. <laughs> oh, I'm actually quite a big country music fan. <laughs> I'm going to steer away from it for this podcast. But, uh, yeah, man, I love me some country music. So this is a great album, top to bottom. If you like country music, this is there's no skips <clears throat> on this album. There really isn't. He does a duet with Kid Rock called Cowboys on the Run. 
He's got a business with Billy Gibbons. They make hot sauce called Whisker Bomb. American Thread is the name of the song, and it is just a blue-collar anthem. And the American Thread, he's talking about the American flag, no doubt. So let's hear it. You know, I... Tim Montana, American Thread. You know, when I first heard it, I, I, I listened to the entry of the guitars, you know, and I, I, I kind of liked that. It was like a bluesy, old country riff, like, and then it had an underlying rhythm guitarist going. And then when he started singing, I'm like going, man, this guy's hook is just like Kid Rocks. Um, and I'm thinking, man, here's a country singer. Um, and I kept thinking of Uncle Cracker. But this guy can sing. Uncle Cracker could not. Um, so I definitely think he, you know, he was a lot better than Uncle Cracker would have been. But then I started thinking, man, if he could do a little bit more rock to it, he could be like a band like Jet Black Stairs, uh, maybe a little Lansdowne. Um, so I thought, that, you know, I actually, I sent it to my kid who lives in Montana. I sent him the song immediately Said, check this out. So, well, somebody else happens to live in Montana. Uh, yeah, I lived in Montana for quite a while. Let me tell you something. Uh, I saw the sign at the beginning of the video. It said Butte, Butte, Montana. Let me tell you something. Butte, Montana is the most. I lived in Detroit for 18 years, and uh, I tell you what, these are like <laughs> kind of a hillbilly Detroit attitude because in Butte, man, that's where I first learned about curb stomping. I was like, what is that? All I knew is when I was a kid, we did not go to Butte, Montana for St. Patrick's Day because you were going to get your ass beat. <laughs> and um, so I, I loved him. You know, okay, he's come from Butte. He's I know the kind of – the kind of um, kind of person he is. If he came from Butte, Montana, he's representing him. He's he's a hard ass dude, and and he's true. And that's kind of funny you said that, Brad, because I I as well said, God, this is like Kid Rock when he was actually yeah. Rocking. <laughs> so I I really liked it a lot. You know, and I I got to be honest with you, the first time Casey sent it to me, I listened to like. Uh, 10 seconds of it, I go, oh, Christ, he's on his, you know, Taylor Swift kick <laughs> again or whatever. But then I listened to it again, and then as soon as I listened to it in full, I was like, oh, my God, I I, I like I mean, he's, that was a good, that was a good damn song. You know, so, and he's, and I love the way he had his beard, but he has flowing he took that hat off, and that hair was flying in the wind. And I was like, "There's our." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, that video almost made wintertime in Montana uh, seem cool. So it was never cool. So transitioning for edit, I'm pretty sure the audio problems are on your end, Derek. There, there's a lot of cutting out. Things are going a little shaky, <clears> so. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Just be conscious of what you're doing, how you're holding the phone. I, I don't know what. Yeah, it no. Is, I, but... I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm, I'm outside. I'm not around anybody right now. Yeah, I. Maybe it might be the distance you have. Have your mouth. How do I sound now? now? It's fine. You sound. You you sound fine now, but you you cut in and out pretty bad. So I've had a blue. I've had a Bluetooth in the whole time. Oh, it might be the Bluetooth. 
But moving on, I'll edit this part out. So our next song on the Rock and Roll Roundtable is going way back. Way back to 2009. Derek, take it away. <laughs> which, which song is this? Gunfire 76. All right, listen to here. Gunfire 76. This is a band where uh, Wednesday 13, who is the singer for Murder Dolls, some people may know, he's very musically diverse. And what he did was he wanted to start a band that sounded like uh, 80s hair band. So he did. And this song just, for me, I, it's just, it reminds me of the old school hair bands when it came, it came out in probably uh, close to 2000. What would you, no, what did you say? 2009. What's the name of this song again? Yeah. Give me one more, one more reason to hate you. Oh, he's breaking up with his bitch, isn't he? <laughs> Well, he's he's angry lots of times, Casey. I don't know who it is, but um, all I know is so it came out in 2009. So and his whole idea of this song was to sound like an 80s hair band, but with more (laughs) aggressive lyrics. Well, he did. This song rocks hard. Let's roll it. Gunfire 76. Give me one more reason to hate you. Brad. So, Derek, I'm so glad that you compared this or you referenced this as an eight, or 80s hair band because I wrote down two bands when I heard this song. Faster Pussycat meets Billy Idol. That, <laughs> that is exactly who I thought of. And I'm thinking, man. Nailed it. I'm like, this is this is awesome. You know, it's, it's kind of a little punk feel a little bit, like a little UK style. So that's exactly what I thought of. You know, 80s all over again. <laughs> I loved it. I didn't actually think 80s hair band really at all. I just thought it was a hard rocking song. But uh, Wednesday 13 dressed up as a, not a serial killer. I like him better not doing the horror rock genre. <laughs> well, that's that's the funny thing about him, though. That's why I respect this guy so much, is because he's so versatile. He does horror punk. He does. He's got an outlaw country band, like I said, and and this album came out, and it just gave you exactly what he said he was going to give you, just straightforward. I don't give a shit about anything except being the party kind of guys, like in the in the eighties hair bands. And his lyrics, the way he the way he meshes his lyrics with the grooves of the song, is incredible. Now I understand you weren't real happy with the video selection for the Facebook page CJ Roundtable on Facebook, where you can see all the videos of the songs we cover. What's wrong with that video, man? I I think you didn't represent me properly but that's not the song i sent you i sent you the studio version and the reason i sent the studio version is because it's a lot easier to really hear the um 
the music with the lyrics and to hear the lyrics and the way they mesh with the music and just the boom, 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 the whole groove of it. I think you kind of lose it in the live version. See, I took it as a live version. It showed their showmanship where they could connect with the crowd. And, and, and oh, no, he, he connects with the crowd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I picked that one because you could see what they looked like. So we, when I pick which video it is, um, you know, I'm always going to pick the official video first. And then I'm just going to find one that has good sound where you can see what the band looks like. Because I like seeing what these guys look like. And, and like when I'm trying to pick a song, if I have a like an album like Tim Montana where the whole damn album is great. And I'm not sure which song I want to pull off it. I'm pulling the one with the video. So it translates to the Facebook page better. But that was my thinking. I'll forgive you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, you... On to your next band, Derek. What's that? Go ahead. Introduce and set up your next band, Wednesday 13. Which is nope. the same band. Which is well... broke rule number two. <laughs> But well, not well, you know what? These are two different bands, two different genres. It's just Wednesday 13. They're both his bands, I guess. So, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, um, wait, pause. You you mentioned he has an outlaw country band. I have to see that. What is the name of the outlaw country band? Bourbon Crows. Bourbon Crow. Great fucking name. Okay, Wednesday 13. Set it up. I, <laughs> so this is his newest album and he one of his genres he likes to be in is horror punk you know he likes <clears throat> to push the envelope a little bit and so this is almost kind of a concept album like a horror kind of horror music kind of a thing and the great thing about Wednesday 13 is he's always very tongue-in-cheek he he can talk about, you know, slitting the throat of your wife and then a bucket of fried chicken. So I, I like that about him. And I, I like this fact that this song is called Bring Your Own Blood, which we all bring our own blood everywhere we to go. To the party. Mm -hmm. To the party. That's exactly right. And I just, it was kind of a, a different song for him because he kind of used some synth, you know, he used some computers and whatnot. But I just thought it had a good groove, so that's it. Okay, we'll spin it. Brad, <laughs> what do you think of the horror punk? Well, now that I know a bit more about the guy, you know, um, I can see where he might be talking with Mr. Rob Zombie because that's exactly the style of music I was, you know, visual or hearing. Um, I love the tempo of the song. Um, it was just, it was gas the or pedal to the metal right away all the way through um but i really dig the underlying drum section of it you know that that really hooked me so i i really actually really enjoyed the song i liked it too i i actually love this song unlike our next song was the only song <laughs> on the list that i hated but wednesday 13 uh, <clears throat> I thought some of the lyrics were pretty funny. Uh, it, it just comes off like a party rock anthem about killing your mother. 
you know what? Can I interrupt, interject real quick, Casey? Yes, you were, you were, you totally nailed it because I listen to a lot of Wednesday 13 albums and they have such a good groove that I catch my wife dancing to them and she's grooving and dancing. I'm thinking, my God, you have no idea. This is talking about killing people and chopping them up. So that's a, that's a, that's a great talent to have. Only the most talented people can pull a song like this off. Tell me about your last song, Derek. <laughs> okay, now no, you got to cut me a little bit slack here. No so slack. I was, I was digging through some things and looking for some newer bands or you know, and some new information about things, and I came across Code Orange. Now, to be on it, to be helpful to me is. I actually sent you the wrong song. Ooh. We, uh, yes, yes. Excuses. Yes. But, but after I listened to the song, I enjoyed it, and I thought it was pretty good for it. sounds fresh. It sounds newer. Now, the lead singer has a unique voice, but his voice is usually not something I would normally like because it leans towards more like a Getty Lee or something, and I'm not a Getty Lee fan. Rest in peace, Neil Peart. But it has a slow burn, kind of in the style of like the Metallica Black album. It kind of, kind of, kind of goes and grinds and grinds. So I do like the lead singer. He looks like he could be a young Ronnie James Dio. He's about five foot one, so he's got a lot of potential. Well, let's hear this thing, Code Orange, bleeding in the blur. <clears throat> Brad, what do you think of Code Orange, man? So I, I listened to this song probably about eight or nine times. Um, first time, I I didn't didn't it didn't jive for me. But what the thing I did I started to like is I love the the tempo of the the music, um, all the different changes within the song. Um, there's a dirty side, a little bit of a cleaner side that I really did like. Then I started thinking. And I'm glad uh, you guys said it, the, the singer's voice. And he reminds me of an, uh, some singers out there, such as Coheed and Cambria, where maybe their sound, the singer's voice doesn't match their music, but they're incredible musicians. So the, the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me. So I think, it, you know, originally the singer's voice doesn't match what you think you're listening to, but overall it, it does fit. Well, I'll tell you, there was nothing about this song I liked. And once I figured out that it was old, back in 2007, I found their <laughs> new album. No, not I'm sorry, not 2007, 2017. Thank but you. They do have a new album that just came out called Underneath. And it was nominated for a fucking Grammy. I mean, just something you might have missed. Easy D. I didn't miss it because I sent the wrong song by accident. Okay. <laughs> it was it was actually called a metal masterpiece. Yeah, well, and my song was from that album. The one well, you were that, supposed to send? Yeah, I'll send it next time, then you can you can shit all over it again. <laughs> oh well please please don't because I actually listened to that album. Sure, do it. So I said <laughs> uh, I said 
this is what Derek's going to get for breaking the rules. I'm switching the song up on him, and I'm going to pull one off the new album. But they all suck, too. A metal master piece of crap. <laughs> well, I I guess the gloves are off then. Body counts, body count song sucked ass. How do you like that? <laughs> body count one was the worst of all of them. I hate to say it. Uh, oh, the truth uh, comes out. Brad and I are like being very politically correct. I guess, and that was even better. I mean, that was even worse than my song by Simple Creations. <laughs> uh, you're racist, both of you. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that one, but okay. Well, well, seeing as though we have established that, let's move on to Brad's third song that I got moved to the bottom of the list because I don't know how to work Facebook and messed up the video order over there. That's the real reason we moved it to the bottom. <laughs> so, Water Parks. Water Park. So, uh, you know, I heard this song the first time. And it was it's got a catchy little riff when it starts out, and that riff carries through the whole song. What it reminds me of is when you first plug in your guitar and your amp and you start strumming it to make sure it's sounding right. And that's what that riff reminds me of. So it took me back to the hand. I just want to start playing my guitar. But then there's a little uh, you know, give and take little play between the guitar and the drum throughout the whole song that I really dig. Um, you know, the that when the guitar pauses, there's a little fill in by the drums or the drum plays something and the guitar fills in for that. It's kind of, I kind of dig that. So it's kind of what I like about the song. It's a little punky, a little skateboardish. So, well, let's hear it. Water park. Watch what happens now. Derek, what do you think of this song? I couldn't wait to hate this piece of shit. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you what, it's the best freaking song I've heard of all these of all these songs today. It was so cool, you know. It was like Blink 182 and Some 41 had a baby, and then they gave more of an attitude. Honestly, uh, the blend of the rap talk of the chorus of the you know the uh, the verses is fantastic. And like I said, I wanted to hate it, but I can't because it's so fresh. It's so relevant. It has great breaks in the song. I mean, the way they change up the music is fantastic. And they don't have a bass guitar. No, I mean, no bass. They need one. Yeah. That's fucking. Yeah, but it was so good and so catchy. I, I couldn't stop listening to it. I was cursing Brad out. I was like, <laughs> shut up. A See, now this is definitely a pop punk song you don't like very much pop punk do you Derek no but the way I'm going to tell you something so we talked about Wednesday 13 I love the way he can weave in all these horrible lyrics with a beat and he can do it and it flows this cat right here with water parts he he has the same thing he he puts the he, he says fuck like eight times in the song and it just flows and he's has an attitude about it. It's just, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed about how much I like it. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I loved it too. I'm a big pop punk guy. I told you how much I love blink 182. They, they're probably the Kings of the pop punk genre. And I love this song. I listened to the whole album. I've been listening to the album all week. 
Um, I, I thought something was funny about the cover art on the album because it's fandom water parks and the fandom is the name of the album but it's really big like you think the name of the band is fandom it's it's very confusing i don't know how uh they were even allowed to do that tell you a question i'm gonna ask you a question casey so i know you you've always been a huge blink 182 fan um but if you compare these two bands the thing I would say that I noticed the most is how they utilize their breaks. They break it down and they go to acoustic, they go to hard. They, yep. There's four or five times where they, they, they do time changes. And I don't, you don't hear that from punk bands. They're, they're one speed, one cadence the whole time. But this band changed it up. That's what I found so impressive. Well, that's where I was saying that, you know, I'm, I don't hear many guitarists playing the fill. You know, you, it's always a drummer playing the fill, you know, filling in that tempo change or the breaks, and they had the guitarist doing it, which was neat. Well, they have to have the guitarist doing it because, uh, you know, it's basically a two-piece band with drums and guitar, and uh, I, I I did hear some bass. I think the singer plays some bass occasionally on, the, on a few tracks. He, I, I got a feeling he's playing keyboard and mixing, so... He is something to look at with the alligator on his lap and his glowing eyes on the video. His Derek, green, his green hair. Describe to me what this cat looks. It like. was yellow at one time. Yeah. It, oh, it's been green and blue and purple. I watched all their stuff online today, which at the end will bring me to the showstopper. But I want you to ta- describe to us. What this guy looks like, Derek, for the listeners who haven't signed. <laughs> who, the lead singer? Yeah, and his name is, what's his name, Brad? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I should, I should have wrote it down when I didn't. Um, something Night. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. No. Uh, Does it matter? I guarantee no, it's not. I, guess... I guarantee it's not, sir. <laughs> no, no. It, <laughs> It's like Andrew Knight or something like something like that. But what's he look like, Derek? <laughs> I don't because know what you, you're going to me about this. because you're really good at describing people visually <laughs> in a comedic sense. Well, have That's you guys? I want you to describe what Mister Knight looks like. You know, I, I may disappoint you. I, I thought he looked like a cool little kid. He looked like one of those damn millennials running around with their little skinny jeans on. They, you know, and they they oh. got their, their their cuffs, you know, down oh, on the yes. leg. He's got the green hair. He's got he's got like the big watch and like four cl- huge class rings. Skinny jeans, cuffed. Well, then why are you asking me to describe it if you're going to do it? Do you ever see the movie because... the new the new kid? I have he, not. He, he has oh. like a Beatles haircut. If the Beatles let it grow out and get more shaggy, yep. I, I'm just, uh, you know what? Let me just get to the point without getting to the point. I, <laughs> I think, I, I think there's a long line of dudes that have been in the back of that water parks tour bus. 
after the show, if you know what I'm saying. Not that, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you know. were you first oh in line? My. You can bang whoever you want in the back of the tour. Oh bus, my but, lord! But uh, there's so. Oh my lord! Androgynous suspicion. That's. Uh, I'm gonna leave it there. And I saw a YouTube video that said said uh oh what was what was the title of it? It was uh gay moments of Andrew Knight. And there were there were some pretty gay moments. How many times did you watch it? <laughs> Three times. <laughs> hey hey, by the way, uh I think there was a lead singer of Queen that was gay and I think there was Rob Halford of Jesus that was the gay. The metal goddess the metal goddess? Yeah. Yeah, don't don't forget Joan Jett. I love her. Uh, I would... Don't you don't you genderize or sexualize him <laughs> in this day and age? No, I uh I I, I was just surprised. It it, it surprised me a, a little bit. Because he looks so masculine. <laughs> <laughs> but the dude can sing, it's just like you know, yep. Bobby Brown or or uh all these people, you know, Michael Jackson shit. He who knows what he do with with kids, but goddamn, he could dance, and that's all anybody cares about. Yeah, I watched uh, one video on this band, and it was a, uh, it was a like a breakup song. It was, uh, it's so easy to hate you because you're hard to love. And he was singing to another dude the whole time, and I was like, hey, I was like, hey, I think he might like dudes. <laughs> Well, you know, that's got to be a hard breakup because it, it, it would suck. I mean, it'd be, I'd, it'd be fantastic to be with somebody who wanted to watch football all day with you and drink beer and eat nachos. <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> I, read a, I read a quote on an interview we did where they straight up, they straight up asked, asked him his sexual preference. And he said, I want to be bi because it would open up my options to – Double as many people. <laughs> great, great answer. That's why I have always said, Casey. I don't know if you can attest to this, but I've always said that. Hey, anytime a a man hit on me, I was like, "Hey, good on him," because I know I have options in case all the women in this world hate me. All right, it's good to have options. <laughs> uh, enough of the uh, 